0: Thank you for tuning in to The Balancing Fact. I'm Angela Calais. I have been a full-time realtor for the past 16 years. With three kids running a real estate brokerage, I've worked to dispel the myth that you cannot have a work-life balance when working in real estate. That balance looks different for everybody. Today, my guest is Rita Wilkins. Rita is a nationally recognized interior design and lifestyle design expert known as the Downsizing Designer, TEDx speaker and author of the best-selling book, Downsize your life, upgrade your lifestyle. As an interior designer for the past 38 years, she has designed thousands of residential and commercial interiors throughout the United States. Everything from Supreme Court justice chambers to corporate penthouses, to tiny kitchens and tiny houses. As a lifestyle designer, Rita speaks to audiences across the country on the impact of living abundantly with less. She challenges them to disrupt their status quo thinking so they can have more time, money, and freedom to pursue what matters most to them. Rita is committed to people living the life they love by design. Rita's downsizing has so many benefits that I'm sure we can all learn from. Hi, Rita. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Angela. Nice to be here. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been wanting to talk with you for such a long time because when we first met, I was really... Um, Intrigued by your business and your philosophy. And I think that so many people can find value that will help them um, in their lives by the services that you offer as the downsizing decorator. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can you tell me about how, um, by minimizing some of the things in our life, we can actually enhance our life?
1: Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to give you just a little bit of a background first. And that's that I I have been a designer for um, 38 years and I've owned a company for 38 years. And, you know, designers were around beautiful stuff. And of course, Mm -hmm. you know, one of our jobs is to enhance those spaces and those interiors. So in other words, to add more stuff. Mm. And for many, many years, that's exactly what I did do. And then it was a trip to a third world country that changed my life because I never experienced people who have nothing, but they were happy. And so Mm -hmm. even though I had a very large home that was absolutely beautiful and I built it and I loved it, but when I came home, it was almost as if the lights went out for me because it was then just stuff. And, And it was that big shift in my mindset that I thought, wow, do I really need all of this stuff to be happy? And that became my big question. And then I did a TED talk on why less is more. And so coming from a design background and having beautiful things in my life, and then I downsized by 95%. I I gave away 95% of what I once had, and then I've never been happier. So the experience was I had a lot, I gave away a lot, and I've never been happier. So Um, how I can, how I relate that to clients and to people that I speak to all over the country is stuff takes up a lot of space, not just physically, but also mentally. Mm -hmm. So as an example, if you have clutter in your home right now, chances are there's some version of angst and upset When it's too much, people are oftentimes ashamed to have you into their home. When that clutter or too much stuff is on your desk, you have a hard time focusing. And so the more stuff we have, the harder it is for us to enjoy our life to the fullest. Now, Mm -hmm. it's not to say we can't, but when you experience having less, it's pretty hard to go back. (laughs) So... The the idea being that may, you might just try it. So if you even think about your closet, so if you were to say, you know, for the next month, I'm only going to wear 10 things, you know, mm-hmm. what does that feel like? And you'll probably experience, wow, I did it and I felt good every day and I, you know, was wearing things I really enjoy. And then then you might try it with your furnishings in one of your rooms and just Remove a couple of pieces from there mm-hmm. and say, "What what is that like when I don't have it? You're probably going to experience that, Wow, well, I did just fine, number one. But number two, it feels so much more peaceful
0: mm. and more
1: serene. And, and who to, to, to the point of the closet, level? wow, I don't have so many choices every morning, you know, and I can get ready faster mm. and I'm just as happy. So, by simplifying your life by doing away with some of the stuff, um, it it just makes your life easier,
0: yeah. And that, and like you said, who doesn't need more peace, right? If we're not focusing on some of those other material things, or like you said, even taking the time to figure out what to wear in the morning, if we didn't have (laughs) those types of um, in in intrusions or interruptions, what other types of things could we accomplish or could we do or spend more valuable time on, right?
1: Exactly. And I think that COVID was a perfect example of what happened with many people is that they were now restricted to their homes or much smaller spaces. They actually realized that they could have real conversations with their family. They could have real dinners at the kitchen table. Whereas when we go, 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 and we're too busy, when we because clutter is also part of your schedule, you know. because we clutter our schedules with too many things. One client actually said to me, and it was probably the most profound statement I think I've ever heard, I had no idea that my 10 year old daughter and I could have such wonderful conversations. Mm. Now that came about because of COVID, because prior to that, he was way too busy to actually sit down with her. And so how did that benefit both of them? Number One, she got her dad, and then number two, he got his daughter back
0: mm. and That
1: may not have happened had he not slowed down enough so in other words what what was taken away from him or what was decluttered in his life is his busy schedule
0: wow is that i I would imagine that is um, troubling to most families when it- uh, downsizing the schedule when it comes to um our space in our home. Do you find working with clients that typically, uh, most families benefit most from um, downsizing their kitchen, or most families benefit most from downsizing their closets? Is there one area you'd say, you know, if you're gonna start somewhere or start here, or would it be different for everybody?
1: It is different for everyone. And and the way I like to approach that is, What area bothers you the most about your home? Mm. So it could be your mudroom. It could be your laundry room. It could be your family room. It could be your kitchen counter. So that's where you start. Mm. And let's just say that it is your mudroom. And right now it's filled with book bags and boots and coats and gloves. And there's no order to it. And every time you walk in from the garage, you feel that angst, that, that overwhelm. Or let's Mm -hmm. say that it's your your family room you know the kids never pick up their socks their book bags are everywhere you know and of course i'm saying the kids but it's also us Mm -hmm. um you know so it's a matter of working on the room that bothers you the most and and do one area at a time you Mm -hmm. don't have to do it all but just feel what it feels like when that area is not busy when it's not cluttered when there's Mm -hmm. not so many distractions So think about your desk and I know, you know, as a businesswoman, you've probably have a desk and it probably has some piles because that would be normal. What does it feel like at the end of the day to have all of those piles gone or fewer piles? Um, It it just gives you a sense of peace. There's fewer distractions and, Mm. and generally speaking, you're happier.
0: Yeah. I can take, take a deep breath after you go through that pile and your desk and you get yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. It's very, yeah,
1: yeah. very relieving. And the same is true. And, and, you know, I know that you work a lot with, with mothers my children are now grown, but I do have a granddaughter and, you know, they tend to leave little messes wherever they go yeah. and that's okay because so do we. So it, it I'm, I'm actually doing a, a a blog about this in the next week or so, but you know kids and clutter can you actually have an organized home with kids and the answer is yes
0: oh good sure <laughs> <laughs> lot the people and and, hear that. and and
1: or i could put it i could put another word instead of kids i could say husbands or wives yes. or whatever yep. so yep. whatever your issue is with clutter i mean start with yourself right so mm-hmm. when we think about kids and clutter when kids watch you um cleaning up every day um, the kitchen counter or the kitchen table, doing the dishes. Engage them in that activity if they can. And then um, if they see you picking up your clothes um, or picking up your shoes after a whole family time of watching TV or something like that, if they see that, and if you actually verbalize that and say, whew, I've got to clean up these shoes and I've got to clean up these clothes and look at all those newspapers and you pile them up. And then you might say, you know, Jack, would you mind picking up your toys, too? So we're role modeling day by day by day. Yeah. And when we complain about it, you know, we sometimes dig in. So a spouse might dig in and say, that's not my stuff. That's your stuff. But when you start dealing with your own stuff first, you become a good role model. Mm
0: -hmm. How do you approach some of those emotional attachment items? So I have a one of my sons, I won't say who, one of my sons has a room that is, it, it's just so many things and he gets attached to the box that his shoes came in or the box that this toy came in. Um, he mm-hmm. he thinks it's pretty. He thinks it's sturdy and he can use it to store other things. And it has so much um, other potential. So he's got boxes and boxes and And I think, Oh God, he's going to be a hoarder someday. And we, you know, where do I, you know, but the interesting thing is, so probably twice a year I have to go through his room and, and, and really do my level of organizing and cleaning. And he comes in, he goes, Oh, this feels great, mom. Thank you so much. I can, I can use my desk. I feel like I can be so productive and, but he can't keep it that way because he can't get rid of these things that, I get rid of when it's not around. So how do you approach that? It's okay to get rid of some of these things.
1: So I know you're talking about your son. How old is your son?
0: He's 13.
1: Okay. So I know you're talking about your son at this moment, but let's apply that to an adult that you might know. And it might even be you that might've lost um, a family member and you inherit all of this stuff. And maybe right now it's sitting in your basement or in your garage or a combination thereof. <clears throat> and and you're saying, I can't let go of it because it means so much to me. Mm-hmm. All right. In a way, <clears throat> your son is saying that that box or whatever it is means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. So the, the goal there is to start a line of questioning, like, <clears throat> <clears throat> why, why does it matter so much to you? <clears throat> without judgment <clears throat> and try to understand, you know, well, it means so much to me because X, Y, Z. Well, what would it feel like if you didn't have that box? You know, would, would you feel insecure? So going back to the adult side, what would it feel like if you didn't have um, all of your mother's China? Does that mm-hmm. mean that your mother who might now be deceased no longer loves you, or that you're going to lose that memory, and the answer is no. You know, the memory's in your heart, and do you really need all 16 pieces of China, right? Mm -hmm. All 16 place settings of China, which is what I inherited. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't let it go because it reminded me so much of how much she loved entertaining and all the people sitting around our table. I couldn't let go of that memory. But when I downsized, obviously, I didn't need 16 pieces, but I kept four. So Mm. in terms of your son, I'm not sure I'm answering the question exactly, but it's more a matter of getting to why are you attached to that box? Mm. And the bottom line is, maybe the box isn't hurting anything. Maybe he should keep the box, just like Mm. I kept four place settings of China. But what else could he let go of? Without it being a big deal, yeah. so actually tonight on my Facebook Live, I'm talking about a five-step guide to letting go of sentimental clutter without losing the memories.
0: Oh wow!
1: And there's actually, if you if you were to go to my website, um, there's a free download on on that same thing, and it takes you step by step by step. So it's understanding why do I why do I hold on to it. What's mm-hmm. the emotion that I'm attaching to it? So for me, it was, I, I remember my mother doing this and I know she loved me. What would happen if I let go of it? Well, my mother's gone. I'm mm-hmm. going to always have her memories in my heart. And if I keep a little bit of it, I'm still going to have that, that joy. And yeah. another way to, to do that is, um, you know, my old my kitchen table that used to sit 16 people I couldn't fit up that into my tiny apartment, so I gave it away to an Hispanic family that worked for me for years. Mm-hmm. To this day, I can see them sitting around that kitchen table. So when you donate things that are meaningful to you, to someone who would enjoy it, it gives you great joy. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can
0: totally see that. I remember having that uh, conversation like that with one of my kids. I can't remember which one, but it was in you know, you don't use these toys anymore. Think of how much joy it'll bring to another kid. So kind of like that same. Yeah. yeah. um, So your
1: son's a little bit older maybe than um, believing in Santa Claus, but this is a technique that um, one of my clients used. Um, Mm -hmm. Santa Claus comes down that chimney with a big red bag full of toys and suppose that we, meaning you and your your children, yeah, in this mm-hmm. case young children, how about if we fill up that bag, so that he can then bring more toys to children that don't aren't as lucky as you are. Mm-hmm. Those kids got so into that spirit that she she literally went out and bought a big Santa bag, like a big Santa bag. She said it was filled I three times. I love that. Yep, yep. So you know that that gift of giving. Mm-hmm. and And the generosity kicks in when you own less. Yeah so to your point, you know they don't even use those anymore. You might create some sort of a you know, a three month cycle, six month cycle and say, you know, June first, every year or December first every year, mm-hmm. why don't we go through your room? And because yeah. he already expressed to you how much he enjoyed that clean room,
0: mm-hmm. you,
1: could, you could do it on a quarterly basis and have, the, have them look forward to it. And then have them actually experience putting those toys that they're no longer using in a box and actually experiencing bringing it to a homeless shelter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> when my boys were younger, that's what we did. <clears throat> and to this day, they'll never forget those memories of how excited mm-hmm. those kids were to receive these toys that they weren't using.
0: Yeah. When you start a, a project or a room <coughs> or a closet or a space, do you have a method to go about how to determine what you should keep and what you shouldn't keep?
1: <coughs> so actually... I can start from any place wherever people are at that moment that's where i have to start so what you're talking about right now is exactly a a a new client well actually she's an old client i worked with her years ago but they're now downsizing and she said rita i have no idea what to bring with me and so she does they've already purchased a new home they know that it's about half the size of their current home so having that knowledge um if you think about right now you have a five bedroom home, but you're moving to a two bedroom home. Okay. Well just think about bedrooms. You, you need three less beds. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that is, I mean, so it's a very logical design process that I use to help people with the actual space planning. Um, on my website, actually on my YouTube channel, I have a, a video called the ABCs of downsizing that people have found very, very helpful. Um, when I was downsizing and because as a designer we might design big buildings so you chunk that big building down into smaller space smaller pieces so you're not overwhelmed the same thing is true of downsizing when I downsized I was overwhelmed at first and I said look you can do a building you can do this house so I chunked it down into what I call the ABC so I said okay a what do I absolutely I cannot get rid of because I love it. I use it. It means a lot to me and it's pretty. The mm. C are those things I don't want it. I never use it anymore. but thinking about getting rid of it anyway. So you put all of your A area area items <clears throat> A items here. your C items are gone. Get them out of the house. Your house is already starting to feel lighter. Mm. The B items are the harder ones. Yeah, the items for me were it was clothing. Like I had all those closets full of clothes. That was that was harder. But then I brought in a, a very strong friend. I mean, strong willed who helped me get through that process. But in answer to your question, if people are saying what should I bring, what should I not bring? Yes, we walk through, and I kind of create what I call my ABC list with them, and then you know, if they want me to, I hold them to account, you know, so you said you were going to get rid of all those C items. So what, what timeline can you expect to get rid of those? And because a whole house is overwhelming, we might start with one or two or three rooms at a time. Again, the rooms that bother you the most, Mm -hmm. or the rooms that you really don't care about. Mm -hmm. So if you have five rooms, And you don't really, I can't say you don't care about, but you don't use them very much like that guest bedroom or your kids have gone off to college. You know, they're grown now. They rarely come home other than, you know, for a short visit. So those are the kind of spaces don't start on one of the hard areas,
0: Mm, you know, don't start
1: on the kitchen like I did. That was a big mistake. (laughs) Um, and don't start on things like the garage, um, start on areas that, that, um, are going to be easier for you. And you could see some success.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's important. You know, it's those baby steps that you could take. And then you could say, wow, that was some progress. And you're starting Mm -hmm. to feel good about it.
0: Yeah. I feel like the things that would fall into that B category would be those things where, yes, I haven't used this for five years, but as soon as I get rid of it tomorrow, I'm going to need that. And I know it's there for that day when that comes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's called the someday right? Yeah. So you really have to get um, pretty strict with yourself. I call it the decluttering muscle. Mm. And so it's like, if you go to the gym once a week or you go five times a week, it's two different results. So if you're going to go really easy on yourself and say, yeah, you're right, I might use it in five years. If you're getting strict with yourself, you're saying, look, I haven't used it in five years. Maybe so-and-so could use it, or maybe it just needs to get donated or trashed. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you really want to commit to decluttering and downsizing, you have to really be all in. You can't be half and half because that's what's going to show up is half and half. It's going to be going Mm -hmm. to the gym once a week versus five times a week.
0: Yeah. What about those those someday items that is maybe... I don't know 20 years in the future i have and i know lots of moms that are like this and i have totes and totes and totes of are my you saying totes totes like the okay. rubbermaid totes you yeah. know um of my favorite clothes that the kids wore when they were infants or toddlers and i <laughs> think you know this was a 50 sweater that they wore one time it's good quality it'll last and it's so adorable i'm going to save it for my grandkids um (laughs) is that a realistic expectation to think that someday i'm going to i i can just imagine right now if my mother-in-law brought out some of my husband's clothes from when he was a baby i would say no way is that going on my kid, Yeah, but yet I feel the need to hold on to these just adorable little outfits if for no other reason for them to see them one day or, but it's, it's an extravagant amount of.
1: Right. So, um, just like you and your mother-in-law, you're thinking no way, I don't want those. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you could, um, choose your top three. Yeah and say you know that little blanket or that teddy bear whatever it is choose those top 3 and it could be that sweater um and then you the compassionate side of downsizing is who right now could use this yeah so an example for me was i had um i had 11 coats dressy coats mm-hmm. and of course i wore like two or three and i and it was a cold winter day and i thought oh my god like I have all these coats I'm not wearing. I bet someone could use them. So there's this women's homeless shelter that I've been part of for many, many years. I clean them. I pack them up. I brought them over there. And the smiles on their faces, you can't forget those smiles. Yeah. So it could be true of those sentimental items. Now, another way to deal with that is um, to take a picture of it. Yeah. So lay them all out take pictures of them, write a story about it. You know, so I bought this when I was in the Bahamas or, you know, and I was so sure he was going to be so cute in it or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a matter of letting go. And it's that letting go muscle that you have to develop. Now you said something too, that was really quite interesting. And it's so typical of, I spent good money for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, maybe it was that, silk jacket that you bought that was outrageously expensive, but you've probably worn it twice, or mm-hmm. you know, that sweater that maybe your your son maybe wore once, whatever. You have to really think about that mindset. Um, about okay, I spent money for it. All right, I kind of wasted that money, maybe. Um, and wouldn't it be put to better use to either donate it, or, you know, give it to someone who could use it. So it's a shift of your mindset.
0: Yeah.
1: And you might try one piece, two pieces, three pieces. It gets easier as it goes.
0: Sure. Yeah. Just and, and just practicing that, starting a little bit at a time. And yep. yeah. I can't imagine this is something that you can just kind of switch. And No, no. And nor
1: should you, right? Mm-hmm. And if there are areas that are really difficult for you, I hope you watch my Facebook live tonight because I'm going to walk through the five steps. Um, if 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 there's an area that really is hard for you, put that aside and work on some areas that that are a little easier for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, one woman that I I know um, is has a spouse who recently died, and she said, "Rita, I can't I can't even walk into his." closet. I can't even look Mm. at his clothing. She's not ready yet. Yeah. But then someone else who might have been, you know, widowed for a year or two or three, they might be on a different part of the journey. Sure. So, and in terms of, you know, children's clothing, children's artwork, you know, those little things they used to make for us. Yeah. You know, it it makes me smile to think those are hard to get rid of. I know. But yeah. but if you take a picture of them, if you um, save, you know, two or three of them, um, maybe frame them, do something with mm-hmm. them to maybe, yeah, almost memorialize them. But then write a story about it and then use a Shutterfly. Um, the Shutterfly um, albums are awesome yeah. because you can have a whole book of my childhood, you know, things that I couldn't let go of. Mm-hmm. And yet you are letting go of it because chances are, your, your child will say, mom, why did you keep that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, th- I have older children, <coughs> they're adults.
0: Yeah. And
1: when, when I was downsizing, I said, oh, I saved this for it. Cause I thought you would, if you would want it, mom, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was the answer. <coughs> so I was holding on to it cause I was attached to it. Yeah. They were not attached to it. Yeah. You know, things like, Trophies, right? Oh,
0: so, gosh.
1: I, I mean, I held on to trophies, and they're the thinking, first of all, we're minimalists and we don't have a big house. We don't want a big house. Why would I have all my trophies? You
0: mm-hmm. know, and
1: so it made me laugh because I was the one holding on to it, not them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I can imagine, too, once you get to this point where now you have gone through the rooms you've gone through the closets and you have you've, you've um, worked those muscles of being able to you know let go of things um, moving forward I would imagine it would ease a lot of financial burdens too because how many times do you hear somebody walks into Target with milk and walks out with a new wardrobe right <laughs> so um, keeping that and maintaining that I would imagine is just is a whole nother freedom yeah. and that's that's, more, that's too, a great question
1: yeah. That's a great question. It's about anything, you know, how do you maintain it? So if you lose 30 pounds, how do you maintain that?
0: Mm-hmm. You do
1: it by not eating yeah. as much as you once did or, and by exercising more, whatever it is, when it comes to clutter, stop buying more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or be intentional about what you buy. Yeah. So I really learn a lot from, you know, this younger generation because number one, They don't buy nearly as much as my generation did. I'm a baby boomer and we just bought more because we could. And, you know, you get more and then you need need more and more and more. Bigger, better, better. They are not of that mindset. They're very strategic about what they buy. Almost almost to the point it drives you crazy because they do so much research before they buy anything. Which, (laughs) you know, takes some of the fun out of it for me but that's okay. That's that's who they are. So when they bring in that sofa, they have researched the heck out of that sofa. Um, and anyway, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of laughing at that, but I admire it because they're not just going out and buying a sofa and a love seat and all the pillows and all the artwork. Yeah. They're very um, deliberate and intentional about what they buy. We could take on more of that mindset. So if you do go into target for milk or whatever it is that you're going in for, just say, I'm, I'm not going to be tempted by any more clothes. I just got rid of a whole boatload of clothes Mm -hmm. or I do need a few summer tops and I'm going to limit myself to three.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a great way to wrap up today. I think that you have so much um, value <coughs> to bring to so many people who can benefit from this information. Tell me again, where can people find you? You mentioned your website, your YouTube channel, and Facebook. Where can we find you? Okay, so my <clears throat> my
1: website is designservicesltd.com. My email is rita wilkins at rita and then um, my Facebook, if you just go to my website, you can just click on any of the icons. <clears throat> um, and I would just strongly encourage um, your, your, your guests, your audience, to um, consider looking at a few of these. Um, we have a lot of free <clears throat> downloads on my website to help people through this journey. I am so committed to people trying to live with less. They may choose not to, but on some level, they're all kind of saying, what would it be like if I didn't have so much stuff or Mm -hmm. if I could at least get rid of a lot of this clutter so I can live a simpler, happier life? Yes, Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rita. I really appreciate you taking the time to share all of your knowledge with everybody who mm-hmm. is listening. And um, I, I hope you have a great year. And I hope the the flowers are starting to bloom where you are. And it's and they starting. Are. To bloom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank great. you. I enjoyed thank our conversation. All right. Have a great too. day. Yeah. You too. If you have found value in these episodes, please be sure to share and subscribe. I have so much more in store with guests that I can't wait to learn from.